0: Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the Modern cowboy. This episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand for cowboys and cowgirls. Get and stay cowboy fit this new year with the Cowboy Whey Protein. If you want to lose weight and gain lean muscle, the Cowboy Whey can help. The Cowboy Whey is available in delicious chocolate and creamy vanilla with 24 grams of protein, 160 calories, and only 2 grams of sugar. Get yours at www.thecowboywhey.com. And that's whey, spelled W-H-E-Y, hence the protein. And be sure and register on the website. Get and stay cowboy fit this new year at www.thecowboyway.com. And also, follow us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Performance. And I'll see you back at the ranch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have the guests on I have today. Uh... They're connected with us from a long ways away, and I'm I'm just so looking forward to getting into hearing their story. Uh, first, I want to just give a shout out to a couple of great companies that I, I use and really uh, love their products. First one's Nine Lazy Three Knives. Uh, Mike and Tuff Gibson, they make just some of the coolest Cowboy working knives. I've got some myself. Uh, totally love them, so I highly recommend them. You can find them on Instagram at uh, Nine Lazy Three Knives. And also, Dusty Diamond Leather, Crystal over at Dusty Diamond Leather makes beautiful, beautiful uh, leather crafts. She's made me a couple of awesome belts. It's just, they're works of art. So, um, check her out on Instagram at uh, Dusty Diamond Leather. Hey, so today on the podcast, I have Addie and Thomas. Uh, I told them I wasn't going to mess this up, but I'm almost messing up looking at it. Iceco, <laughs> I, I believe it's correct. Uh, and they are uh, calling- It's without the
1: ice in the front. It's just it's
0: cool. go. <laughs> okay. It's go. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I told you, I'd probably miss it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. They're calling in from, um, again, I'm not even exactly sure where, but I know it's in Africa. I'm going to let them tell us all about it. Uh, I actually had just uh, come across Addie before because she's from Arizona, I believe, and I'd seen her on Facebook and kind of followed her a little bit and saw her journey. And I saw these Pictures in Africa on this ranch, and I just thought, man, how cool is that? Uh, There was actually a show on when I was a kid called "The Cowboy in Africa," and I kind of have the feeling we're going to be talking to the original cowboys in Africa here as we get going. So, um, Addie Thomas, just uh, welcome to the uh, Modern Cowboy Podcast.
2: Hi, thank you. We're happy to be here.
0: So we we talked a little bit before the before the uh, the episode before we started recording. And Addy, if you want to just give us a little of your background here in Arizona, how you ended up getting connected uh, with, uh, and Thomas, we're going to call you Tommy because that's what most people call you, how you, how you got connected with Tommy and, and going to Africa and that whole deal. Just uh, share with us just, you know, however much you want to share.
2: Sure. So, I mean, I am from Arizona. I was born and raised in Phoenix, really lived there my whole life. Um, about three years ago, of course, just out of the blue, um, I came across some really cool pictures just, you know, on Google or whatever. Um, and I just saw pretty much what you saw. I saw these really beautiful horses, um, in this really pretty desert. And I saw these cowboys working horses and it was just really pretty. And obviously growing up in the desert, I thought it was Arizona. And after some more digging, I ended up on a photography website, and long story short, it was Tommy's website, and because he is also a photographer. So that was what three years ago, and here I am today. <laughs> now I live here in Namibia, Africa.
0: Oh, so you, you know, say that one more time—the name, just so we can kind of make sure we understand it. Well, well, Trump Trump calls it Namibia, but it actually is Namibia. Namibia okay all right and now my geography is horrible but just give the listeners an idea of where that's located
1: Um, located in southwest Africa more or less so South Africa or southern Africa is at the very bottom and just the one above it at the southwest corner of Africa
0: okay very cool so Addy now you you, you
1: used to be uh, (laughs) southwest Africa
0: sorry no that's okay so, so, Ad, you, you saw these pictures, you found out it was uh, Tommy's website, and he was a photographer and also a cowboy. How did you guys end up making the connection?
2: I mean, just, just as things do today in this modern world that we have, and <laughs> <laughs> with internet and all that fun, um, we just got to talking and kind of comparing our deserts, I guess you could say um, <laughs> whose desert is better. And, uh, well, you know, like ours I, <laughs> <one>. <laughs> maybe, maybe just, just a little bit. But <laughs> I mean, I just, I just had to come see it myself. And, um, so I came and visited for a few months and I just really fell in love with the land and maybe a little bit more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, and I, and I could see why, because I, I know that the, the pictures are just captivating and it's just surprising to see that, there's that type of country over there in Africa. And, and I've got so many more questions I want to ask. But um, so you made your first trip there. It, now, what what I kind of gathered at one point, and I, I'm just correct me if I'm wrong. Do you, uh, Tommy, do you guys also have a quote unquote, like, uh, dude ranch associated with your your places too? or Or am I wrong on that?
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're quite right on that. Um, it's actually my father's ranch. It's called Ranch Koi Masses, And he has built a lodge on the, on the farm. We don't really call it Dude Ranch around here. We just call it Lodge mm-hmm. uh, or Camping Places. So he's got a little camping site for about, you know, five people or five different cars and uh, Lodge. And uh, he's actually currently building a new Lodge as well. So that's, that's more or less for the, for, the, yeah, for the tourists and the guests. So we have a website for that as well. And uh, yeah.
0: Great. So now you, we talked, when we were talking before we started recording, you started giving me a little bit of history on your family and the ranches there. If you, you, you want to just, you know, go from the start from the beginning, tell us, you know, how it all developed and how long you guys have been there.
1: Oh man, it goes way back. Uh, you'll have to maybe not quote me on the exact dates and everything, but uh, pretty much started back in the day when uh, my family came into the country as missionaries um from Germany and they were sent from the german army of course and um more or less it 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 uh it was all just because of the diamonds in, in southwest South west Africa or the diamonds at ludris ludris is a little coastal town uh, at the well yeah at the atlantic uh, ocean and uh, yeah, they were mining for diamonds back in the day, and uh, it was very, very rich in diamonds. Everyone wanted a part of it, the South Africa, South African people, the German people, the Namibian people, so they all started fighting against it for it. And uh, yeah, when that was all over, we or my family had to settle down somewhere. So my great-great-grandfather found a nice little place in the, in the Tiras Mountains. That's uh, the mountain range that we currently live in. And yeah, you could pretty much say since then we've kind of always stayed in this area and spread out a little bit more. So uh, <laughs> pretty much, uh, yeah, it's 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 a little tough to you know work together with your parents from morning till evening, and that so that many
2: generations, that, that many area.
1: generations, yeah. <laughs> so everyone decided to get their own little place around the Tiras Mountains, and uh, so it happened that. We, we kind of just uh, spread out a little more and got a little more land to our name. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So we have five generations in total now. And uh, yeah, still going strong.
0: That's very, very cool.
1: So now without, you know,
0: asking specific numbers uh, and you don't have to say, I know it sometimes is not, uh, you know, proper etiquette to ask, but how big an area do you guys, uh, you know, ranch over there?
1: Um, I know we don't really have the same system as you do, so we do it in hectares. And in hectares, it would be about eighty thousand hectares. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's about two hundred ninety-five, two hundred ninety-six thousand acres, if that is correctly converted. Well, that's a big
0: space. Now, th- this is something that 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 I've I've wanted to ask because I've seen some of the you know different animals that are there. Where you guys are at? It, it, forget my ignorance but do you guys have lions there or cheetahs or uh you know what's the wildlife like there
1: well it's wild for sure <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the lions anymore back in the day um well we actually had elephants and rhinos and giraffes and everything but uh yeah it seems like they all went to the northern parts of namibia i i suppose mostly because you know uh Farming started to be a big deal around the south, especially because of uh, Karakul farming—that is, sheep uh, farming—mostly for you know uh, the fashion world. And uh, yeah, I guess people were hunting a lot and all that stuff. But nowadays, we still have lots of leopards, lots of cheetahs, and hyenas and jackals and all those other kinds.
2: Plenty of antelope as well.
1: Yeah, well, antelope for (laughs) sure. But that's that's the non-so wild life. But yeah. Lots
0: of antelopes. Yeah. Now, and you guys actually have—I I think, Addie—I've seen pictures of your. Uh, don't you have a, a pet antelope? Is that an antelope, by the way, or that?
2: <laughs> yes, it, it's an antelope. I have my a little. She's a baby oryx, or also known as a Gensbach.:
0: Okay, so that's an oryx.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: And is that the same as an antelope, or is, I mean, is that what you guys call an antelope, or is that different?
2: Yes, it, it is a type of antelope. So, I mean, in this direct area, I would say we have maybe, how many type of antelope would you say?
1: Well, the uh, oryx is definitely part of the antelope family. It's, uh, it's the oryx, we have the kudu, and we have the springbok that are predominantly around in the southern part of Namibia. Okay. Up north, of course, there's way different uh, kinds of animals uh, and bucks, but uh, down here, it's mostly those three types that we get, yeah. And the kudu, is that the really big one? That's the huge one, yeah.
2: Yes, the big one with the curled horns.
1: It's not the biggest one yet, though. The biggest one is the eland. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, the eland. Uh, oh, it's it's a cow, man. It can weigh up to a ton, and uh, it's huge. It's massive. It doesn't have the horns aren't as big as the kudus. So uh-huh. I would say if you compare the horn sizes, the kudus are definitely the ones with the longest horns. Um, but uh, the eland have sheer body mass that makes up for it. Yeah. Now, you guys run cattle over there, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit of everything, to be honest. Uh, my parents started off with some ostrich back in the day because the ostrich market was really booming, uh, especially because fashion, of course, you know, the leather and uh, all that Moulin Rouge era with the feathers and the catwalks and Heidi Klum and all that stuff. <laughs> so that was, that was a, a good start to the whole deal. Um, he, my dad, always tells the stories when when uh, he had some uh, friends from America that came over, that fl- came over and uh, rented out some Cessnas and landed on his farm just to buy, you know, an ostrich egg for about four hundred US dollars, and that was obviously a big deal back in the day, especially when he had to uh, he had nothing, so he had to start with nothing. There was nothing on the farm, so that was one of the biggest deals he could uh, could make then, and yeah. From then, slowly but surely, he developed his farm. Uh, He's got a huge chicken farm now. He's got, uh, I think, more than 200 types of just poultry in general. Uh, Then he obviously has the cattle. We also have the cattle up here. And he has the horses, and he has a few sheep and some goat as well.
0: And and so is most of your work, uh, your guys' work, comprised of, of, you know, managing the wildlife, or not the wildlife, but your livestock, and And you do horse training and stuff too what what just give us a typical day of what what you guys do in terms of your you know your work
2: well, so far um we're currently basically just managing the ranch I mean just really basic upkeep and you know all the stuff that comes with it um, but as well as you know cattle all the cattle work um we don't currently train horses um since we moved to this farm that we're on now mm-hmm. um, I know he Did uh, for a few years he was training his dad's horses, but right now we're just working the cattle.
0: Gotcha. And how many, how big a herd do you guys
1: have? If you want to say, um, about 200 cows, give or take. Well, that's just on our farm, the 200 head. Uh, if you count my dad's and my grandpa's as well, it probably adds up to around 500 600. Also, also always depends on the rainfall of course we do live in the desert and uh, it's not really the best type of ground for cattle farming but if it does rain it's it's absolute uh, beauty you can run about thousand two thousand two hundred head of cattle if it needs to be but uh, yeah if you had to compare it to the farms up north they get much more rainfall and their farms can hold way more head of cattle so up there for a farm maybe a tenth of the size of, of our area would be able to hold about 800 cows as well. So it's, uh, it's the reason that we live in the desert that we kind of have to just minimize a little bit and make sure we can, we can feed them all through the toughest times.
0: Gotcha. And, and what is, what is your weather like over there uh, in terms of summer to winter?
2: Um. Honestly, it's, it's very similar to Arizona. It's, Pretty pretty dang close. <laughs> so very very uh, hot summers, um, and very nice mild winters.
1: Although we don't have the monsoon seasons, right? Now, um,
0: Addie, did uh, when 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 you went over there? How, how far is it? How how long does it take to get over there? First of all.
2: It takes way too long, honestly. <laughs> I think in total it averages, it averages usually, you know, if you just get on a basic economy flight, I think it's it's normally around thirty hours. I would say average, a okay. uh, flight, you know, just whole, tr- yeah. So it takes a good, you know, two three days, <laughs> really, to get all the way out here.
0: Man, that is a trip. And then you guys are. I think you said nine hours ahead of us here in Arizona mountain time, right?
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: Yeah. So, so it is Monday, February 11th, uh, where you guys are at right now.
2: Yes. It's just,
0: uh,
2: nighttime. (laughs) It's nighttime here.
0: Gotcha. So now, um, Addie, did you ever see yourself or imagine yourself, uh, you know, moving from the United States to, to, another, to another country?
2: Uh, definitely not. <laughs> um, like I said, I was, you know, born and raised in Phoenix. I've, I've lived in the same house my whole life. And, you know, I've always been a horse girl and I've always ridden and, you know, done as much as I could in the horse world. But I don't come from a ranching family. I mean, I I live in the city. Um, so it's, it's pretty wild that now I live out in the middle of nowhere on a huge ranch and and just ride for miles.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That without a doubt, speaking of in the middle of nowhere, how far are you guys from town?
1: Well, the nearest town is, uh, you couldn't really call it town to be honest, but it's about (laughs) 70 kilometers from us, which I would say about, it would take 40, 50 miles um, that's where you can get your general, you know, feed for the animals. You can get here and there. You can just get a little bit groceries. Uh, you can get some petrol, and uh, it has a little post office too. So most things that you really need to keep yourself alive on the farm. But if you do really big shopping, we normally head to uh, Wintook, which is the central of Namibia, uh, um, and yeah, get all the big shopping there. And and how far is that the big, the big shopping area? uh it's about from us uh, about 660 kilometers so i'd say about 500 miles plus minus maybe a little less 450 miles boy so you guys you
0: guys are out in the middle of uh of nowhere yep <laughs> <We> <laughs> pretty <saw that>. much <laughs> now tommy also i i saw some photos uh that mentioned something about surfing and, and your photography are you guys close to the to the ocean
1: where you're at um yes well well fairly it's not really close but uh well i was i was born right at the ocean uh, in ludwitz that's where the old you know that, that mining town the diamond mining town uh, so that's about uh, 300 kilometers so about what 180 miles yeah so it's not far and and, and do you do you surf also? Um, we've recently started. I used to serve back when I went to school in South Africa, I used to serve in uh, J Bay a little bit, just, you know, the basics, but, uh, I'm, I'm very far away from what you call a surfer. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I can merely stand. So.
2: We used to enjoy I, being in the water.
1: <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little more comfortable on the ponies. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and so you've lived how long then, uh, on, on the ranches and farms there, Tommy, since, since you were a kid?
1: Yeah, you could say so pretty much. I was uh, well born in town and raised on the farm. Went to school for a little while um, in Namibia, in the German school. And then I went to South Africa for the English school. And uh, yeah, then since then I came back to the farm. I actually just wanted to take a gap year. And uh, the one gap year I did wanted to take turned into no, eight, eight years. Eight and, years. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. I love it out here and uh, it's beautiful.
0: And, and so did you always have a, just a, were you always naturally drawn to, you know, uh, like a, a cowboy lifestyle or that, that lifestyle?
1: Oh, not at all, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, my sister used to be the the one riding around. When we were younger, we were raised on the farm. I didn't want anything to do with horses because, you know, uh, my dad always told us, go out, fish some cattle and get done with it. And I yeah, I didn't really have have, have fun. Uh, my sister loved it. She 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 used to ride every day, more or less. And so now the worlds have changed pretty much. So she's not really the the ranch ranching type girl anymore. She has a little business in Windhoek that she likes, and uh, Windhoek, the capital, that is. And uh, yeah, it, I kind of grew into it, you might say, because my dad always had um, cowboys from Germany, especially and South Africa, and then the latest ones from America that were always around and, and gave me some good tips and insights to training, and uh, it, yeah, it really helped me a lot to to kind of just get started and, and, and well, to to kind of just see how the cowboy lifestyle is, and uh, yeah, it was really a lot of fun.
0: That's very cool. Now, did you ever compete in any rodeo or any events or ranch rodeos or anything like that, or is...
1: Well, I did not really know. If you, if you had to compare our little puny rodeos to, to yours, it, it doesn't really count. We have here and there, we had a, you know, a little, little roping or a, a little cattle branding with some some other ranches. But yeah, that's the problem. We're so far away. And I, I guess the the Western riding in general is, is, not, really, is not really a thing here. It's mostly, if, you, if someone talks about horses in Namibia, it's, it's mostly endurance riding, marathon riding with Arabs. Right and uh, yeah, away from you know ranch riding and western riding in general. So uh, it's 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 not very
2: big out here. It's definitely a new thing. What's that, Addy? Oh, I was just—it's—it's definitely a a newer thing, I would say. But I mean, I would say it's slowly growing. More, you know, the real kind of cowboy style of training and the natural horsemanship. I think it's kind of catching on here, which is pretty cool for me to see.
0: Yeah. Well, I know, you know, just from doing the podcast and a lot of different people I've had on, I know Germany has a huge uh, rodeo and cowboy culture all over Europe, actually. Um, It's just been really surprising to me. Uh, But going back to you, Addy, you were raised in town over here in Phoenix, but you've always loved horses. Now, were you in any uh, like junior rodeo or did you do any of that stuff growing up or?
2: I mean obviously I always dreamed that I would someday and I I was would I would kill too when I was a kid but I, I never really did. Um I mm-hmm. really just mostly did things for fun. I would tag along to brandings or you know ropings but really just really just to be there to ride <laughs> yeah. not really competing.
0: Yeah. Now how has it been acclimating uh you know cuz how long have you been there now?
2: Um I would I think I've been here about 5 months now. Officially,
0: okay. And 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 when did you guys get
2: married? When did we get married?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, trick question, isn't it? Uh, no. twelfth of October. Is it? Good job. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Write that down, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got it.
2: Yeah, he's got it better than I do.
0: <laughs> so, so you've been there then, uh, five months now. And and how is it? Are, do you get homesick at all, or are you just you know, completely acclimated, and
2: I, mean, I definitely miss home here and there. Um, you know, little just little things that you kind of think of in you know the middle of the day. Um, I, I did leave a good dog at home that I miss terribly, so I'm hoping someday maybe I can fly her over. <laughs> mm-hmm. If if I'm lucky, we'll see. Um, but I mean, other than that, I would say I've acclimated pretty well. I mean. I've like I've said, I've always wanted to live this lifestyle, so it definitely helps. I mean, I am new to it, so I'm still trying to learn here and there. But I mean, I've loved every second of it so far. So I'm pretty excited that I get to live here, you know, kind of uh, full term.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think back, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I I followed you on your social media because you you always posted these great pictures and stuff, and it was, uh, and I don't even remember ex- remember exactly when it was, but. <clears throat> It was not too long after you left. Your dad posted something, and it just—I could just tell that you
2: know your dad really, of course, he did,
0: really missed you. So how 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 are you, How are your parents doing with you so being gone?
2: Well, first of all, I just want it on the record that I am the favorite child. So I, I hope he hears <laughs> this. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I I come from a family. Um, we're a family of eight, so I have five other siblings. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely miss me. I mean, it is a long ways away, so it's, it's kind of hard here and there for them, but you know, it's nice that here in our modern day time, you know, I can Skype and call and check in. So we'll see, they'll get out here eventually and come visit.
0: Very cool. So, um, Now, over there in terms of like, you know, your gear and tack and all that, do you you have uh, places you shop from locally or do you just shop globally? Like, uh, you know, Amazon, mail order, that kind of stuff. Or do you have makers over there that you use?
2: Um, You know, honestly, it's uh, here because like we said before, it's especially the Western writing that um, we've been doing. It's there's really not anything you can just buy here in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there are now a few Here and there that have kind of caught on that people want to buy this type of thing in the country. So there is a there's a guy who I know does saddles.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, well, he's not. He's unfortunately he's not stationed here, but he comes over quite often. Um, I don't know. You might have heard of him. His name is yaneman Pina. He's actually a very very fine saddle maker and uh, yeah, makes some really quality products.
2: But I mean, other than that, I've, I've I've brought a lot of stuff over every time I've come. Um, a lot of horse tack I brought, you know, they bring saddles every time um, someone's coming from the U.S., we just try to pack some stuff on to bring over.
0: Very cool. So, now, do you have a, uh, 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 Addie, do you have a favorite uh, brand of cowboy hat that you like or cowboy boots?
2: Uh, you know, honestly, I I don't know if I have a favorite brand um, of hat necessarily, um, but I do know that Overall, I really enjoy the palm leaves here because it is so hot. So it's nice to kind of have some <laughs> some air up there. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as boots, um, right now I'm really enjoying my tin hauls. Those have held up really nicely the last few years I've had them. So and I like a, a little bit of style here <laughs> and there.
0: Nice. How about you, Tommy? You got a f- favorite hat brand or boots?
1: Oh, for sure. I, I love my uh, Atwood uh, hat. It's also... Uh, Palm leaf. Palm leaf, yeah. It does really well out here. And uh boots definitely have to be twisted eggs. They seem to last the longest. I used to go through boots about two every year or two pairs of boots every year. And uh yeah, the twisted eggs seem to last the longest.
0: How about uh cowboy movies? You guys have any favorite uh cowboy movies?
1: Cowboy movies. <laughs> um well mine definitely has to be Lonesome Dove. I dig it. There's about two 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 um, times in the movie that I thought, "Oh no, that shouldn't have been in there." But overall, I would say for a six-hour movie, it's a, it's a <laughs> great viewing.
0: Yeah, it's a favorite of many. Now, have you ever seen the uh or heard of the show? It used to be on years ago called "Cowboy in Africa." I'm not
1: sure.
2: I know I haven't, but now I'm very curious, and so I'm going to have to find out. Oh
0: yeah, well, you'll be googling it soon afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah, I,
2: I, I <laughs> definitely.
0: Yeah, I always remember on that show there was a guy riding out on the front of a jeep with like a, a rope, and he was roping giraffes and stuff. I, it was it was pretty crazy. But
1: anyway, um, so
2: well, we definitely do that as well on the daily basis.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, we ride our tame lines to work every day. Yeah, <laughs> That's how we roll around here.
0: Now, how far is the is the, is the closest family member to you guys from your ranch where you're at?
1: Uh, exactly sixteen kilometers. That would be uh, my parents. So it uh, would take a short eight, drive, eight <laughs> nine miles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're, and, and that's to your nearest neighbor, then correct?
1: Uh, yes, that's correct.
0: So you guys, you you guys are are definitely isolated. That's for sure. So now, you guys, how many, how many, how many, (laughs) how many dogs do you guys have?
2: Uh, we currently have three and and counting. I would say. (laughs) Oh
0: dear. Do they help uh, keep away any of the uh, you know maybe unwanted wild animals at all? Uh, I I just think I just think of like cheetahs and and you know leopards and those kind of things. Uh, do, Do you guys have many encounters with those?
1: Um well, I wouldn't say many uh i did i did see a leopard about a week ago i must say uh other than that they don't really come too close to the to the homestead you know they they to they like to stay out and about on the ranch and uh, see what's going on there um i used to have a cheetah that, that was very close to our house and uh but yeah it's it's you know it's nothing nothing worrisome. If anything, a thing that should be worrying is if you know we have uh, jackals that have uh, what you call them rabies, rabies or, or, or a dog sickness, then then it might become a little bit of an issue. But other than that, uh, uh, there's nothing much that can that can come into the yard so quick. Yeah.
0: And and they don't. Do, do you have much much trouble with them with the livestock with cattle?
1: You know we do. Um we do it it depends on the times as well if it's if it's a, if it's if it's a bad rain year and it's a tough drought then then we do mostly because you know the the cattle and the the horses they have a tough time uh looking for food and browsing for food and and obviously the the wild animals have an upper hand mm-hmm. because the, the horses and the cattle don't really have the power to get around and they mostly have to graze into the in the mountains where The leopards uh, are the kings, so they will just take whatever they can get. And then it gets a little rough, yeah. Yeah. So, what, um, uh, what, what do you guys
0: have a plan for the future? You guys planning on, uh, you know, introducing any other, you know, livestock, raising more horses, horse training, anything like that? Uh, Kids on the way. Anything you want to share with us?
1: Well, there's, um, I guess, I guess, uh, as a farmer's point of view, you have to always adapt to to the weather situation. That is, so if the weather permits it, then we sure will stock up on some cattle, maybe some sheep. Uh, I've had uh, some pigs in mind for a long time already. Just, uh, yeah, the logistics is a little bit difficult around here. But mm-hmm. other than that, we're uh, we're gonna. Uh, the plan is to build a little campsite up here too. And uh yeah, see how that's gonna go
0: so do do a campsite to where uh almost like uh, i don't know i don't know if it'd be an airbnb or not but but basically uh a place where people can can come in and have have that experience and uh and you guys host them
1: yeah that's right, just like you a nice little area where uh we have a very very uh you know famous thing that you know people come into the country they hire a, what we call like a safari decked out car it's pretty much just like a four by four vehicle with some tinted roof tents up top mm-hmm. and all the other gear they need to you know, just drive about the country and, and stop at random camping sites and uh, just enjoy the view and, and the nature and everything and uh, it seems to be quite a thing around here everyone has a little bit of a campsite and uh, yeah we just want to Put that out there, just you know have an extra kind of income when when the weather gets a little tough, so uh,
3: yeah
0: now hey um w- one other thing i'm I'm just curious about what kind of uh you know insects and snakes do you guys have there is it uh is it like Australia where they've got some really big insects and different snakes, or what what's that like
2: <laughs> i don't I don't think we're as bad as Australia um but we we do have some of the bad ones um or most people know the black mamba that one's pretty pretty frequent around here um we also have a few different cobras as well and those two are very dangerous so you definitely have to pay attention um to where you're stepping um insects i mean you know there's definitely tons of insects around (laughs) but it's just something you get used to i guess
0: so and so in terms of the snakes have you have you seen any addy since you've been there
2: um, so far, we've only had um, a Puff Adder come into the yard. Um, a pretty, pretty big one. Um, but that's that's about it so far. You know they're out there. You just haven't seen them.
0: Yeah. I've seen quite a lot
1: with the bike. <laughs> What's that, Tommy? Uh, I just said, if I... You know, they they don't really come to the yard that much unless they have something to get here. We, we have a few chicken and some eggs that they... They like to get especially the cobras, mm-hmm. but uh, other than that they're they're they love the outdoors as well so when i when I go on my checkups daily, I can mostly every second or third day I see at least one snake and I've seen quite a few mambas recently too it's it It also depends on the time if it's you know if it's rainy season and it becomes humid, all the insects come out and they they really like that so yeah.
0: now do you guys have any natural predators for those snakes over there or? Um, you know, like over here, uh, a lot of times uh, they have guinea hens, which uh, can sometimes uh, take out rattlesnakes and stuff. Do you have uh, any predators? Oh, that- for
1: sure, we have a few little buggers. We have the the meerkats. They they love to get. Uh, they they normally attack the snake in groups. Then we also have the mongoose. Uh, definitely some snake eagles. Uh, yeah, definitely a few that that take them out.
0: Crazy, crazy. Very interesting though. Very interesting. So uh, what what is the weather like there right now? Cause in Arizona here, I don't know what it is right now, maybe sixty-five, seventy degrees. It's about the same there.
2: Um, I mean we're we're on a I mean we have similar weather, but we're actually opposite right now. So um I know back in Arizona it's it's a nice, nice winter time, but here it's pretty much summer kind of ending our summer at the moment.
0: Oh, it is. Okay. All right. Was it hot today?
2: We've actually been super lucky. We kind of got some uh, nice rainstorm that went through. Um, so it's been pretty nice today. Um, but I'm sure the heat's going to kick back in soon.
0: Very cool. So, um, in in terms of uh, the you know your your guys campsites and, and stuff do you guys have a website to for people to be able to, to check that out or
1: a way to follow to follow you on that um, sure i mean my my dad's uh, website or my dad's business uh, it's uh, www.namibia-farm-lodge.com uh, uh, the website for the horses is where the you know the horse Safaris so and all that happened is www dot com.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, and like I said, I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes as well. Well, hey, I really appreciate you guys coming on and and just you know sharing your sharing your story with us and your adventure and it. it that that's all. That's kind of what I always thought at I thought of uh, Addy when I'd see your posts. I just thought, man, this girl's a real adventure, and and you really are because that uh, that takes some grit to to, you know, pack up and move uh, that far away. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's awesome and it's it's inspiring and uh, very cool. and very just really happy for you guys.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I get it a lot. People are pretty surprised that I could just kind of pick up and move across the world about as far as I could get and start a new life. But, I mean, it's been so much fun and definitely – Definitely worth
1: it. <laughs> well, it's like they say, uh, we've got a little saying here. it's it's uh Africa's not for sissies more or less meaning uh Africa's not for the faint hearted. And I must say she's adapted real good so far. She's really taking Africa on. Yeah,
0: well I you know, I could I can I can tell that that she's definitely a special girl and, and and you're obviously a special guy, Tommy too, to to win her heart. So uh I just wish you guys, you know, all the luck and uh again just really appreciate you coming on and uh and just um, you know, look forward to just you know seeing uh what you guys do over there through social media and stuff. And if by chance someday um I get a chance to come to Africa, uh, we'd love to come visit you guys. So.
1: Oh, you oh, are more than welcome. <laughs> I've got I've got one more question for you, uh, Dan. Sure. If if you don't mind. Your your surname, Hillenbrand, it it, it has. Well, it sounds very german to me we actually had someone that had the same surname that developed our websites is it german or is it uh where yeah you come
0: yeah from? it's it is it's it's well i'm I'm a little bit of a mix but uh it it, it is definitely uh dutch german yeah so absolutely i think the first time that the, the name was was uh was first used was oh gosh i googled it not that long ago but my my name actually supposedly means uh, flaming battle sword so that made me feel uh pretty powerful <laughs> yeah. well hey guys it was great talking with you really appreciate you guys coming on
2: oh thank you for having us it's been fun
0: yeah thank you hey i want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show without you the show would not be possible We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy rodeo and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review and give us a five spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.ModernCowboyPodcast.com.
3: But I give her hell, he can never can tell. Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve Down at the rope and pin. Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and pin Well I know, play your speed, But i give her hell, hey you never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn another pair of steers, tell a few more lies Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're going to solve them down at the and Pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the and Pen. Down at the Roping Pen.